This podcast is sponsored by Buxton in Bayside, the premier Bayside real estate agency. Welcome to the Bayside Bubble. I am Marie Lacey, and together with my co-host Kate Harvey, we are delighted to share fun and fascinating stories that make Bayside one of the best places to live in the world. The Bayside Bubble podcast is all about our local community, connecting with Bayside's who make a positive difference to where we live. This podcast would not be possible without our sponsors, Buxton in Bayside and Chisholm Constructions. So get on board and share the bubble love. Welcome back to the Bayside Bubble listeners. Hi, Marie Lacey. Hi, Kitty Cat. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Guess who we have in the studio today? Well, uh, you don't need to guess. But... I can actually see him, but <laughs> I'll try and guess. The good news is it's one of our Buxton representatives who sponsor our show, Kitty Cat. It is, and it's lovely to have them back in the studio. So welcome to Christian Hegarty. He is a... Um, agent in the Buxton Sandringham branch and has been for the past 16 years, so extremely loyal. He doesn't look a day over 30. I was going to oh, say please. he started when he was 20 or oh, something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Always done the Benjamin Button thing that I yeah. want to do with my face, yeah. so I don't know. Yeah. Well, how come you look so always so dapper and clear-skinned and do you use acne cream, Ferrocil uh, or something? Or? I just don't think your prescriptions are right in those glasses. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome, Christian. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you very much for having me. So normally when we get you guys in, we we throw questions at you left, right and centre. And our first one always is, what's the market doing in Bayside what's at the moment? What's the market doing? The million-dollar question. Mm-hmm. I had a dollar for every time I had that ask. just had a party <laughs> or something, that'd be great. Um the market's been good. I mean, we've been on a real high, obviously, since the whole COVID thing and unexpected as much as it was, here we are. Um, and we've been riding that bubble. So that's been really good. In regards to this year, probably the end of last year, we saw it just kind of just even itself out a little. We had this big onslaught after COVID. And I'd say that the um, the market has definitely been good, but it's definitely had a, a little bit of a slowing up. Sure. And is that because... You know, the people who were desperate to sell for the past two years all sold in three or six months and now we're sort of getting back to normality of, of levels of, of yeah, stock? I probably use this analogy more than anything. It's been a little bit like uh, I talk about the market being a river and it's got your high points, your low points, just but it's always flowing. Um, and then we had something that's never happened. We had a, a you know, big wall put we right in the middle. We had a dam put in. <laughs> um and that held everything up. But in that time, everyone was reassessing where they were in life, what they wanted to do, realising life is short, anything can happen around the corner, all of these sort of things. So I think a lot of people that were putting, you know, maybe making a move for whatever reason off, decided why wait? You know, life's too short, as I mentioned. So that kind of just happened. So this once the dam was lifted, this mammoth build-up of buyers were there and just came flying out, kind of did a bit of the opposite to what most people were predicting with the market. And then um, and then we've just been having that natural flow. But what's happened is, is that that buyer pool is just starting to kind of just ease, ease itself out again, which again is just a natural thing that you can expect. But with that, it's still buoyant. There's no question about it. There's been some phenomenal big results. And do you find the demographic of people buying within Bayside, are they coming from Bayside or are they coming, are they Bayside within Bayside mm. or are they coming out of the other suburbs into Bayside? Yeah, great question. That um, is a good question. We've probably had far more people coming from um, your Q's and your Hawthorns and 
and that sort of thing, which typically they stay within their own realm. Yeah, why do you think that is? I think it's because people have been reassessing, going, where do I want to be? I think if you, all you have to do is drive up in those areas, the amount of um, development that has been taking place all through that whole belt um, has been overwhelming. We talked that it's been happening a lot in Bayside, but really nothing compared to over there. So I think that people look at Bayside as being still part of the city and part of what they're used to, but definitely with a slower kind of feel. Um, That's why we all love being here. But also the bay, you know, there's just something about having the bay right there and doing the walks, all those things. But that's definitely been a a good driver for Bayside. There's the old adage, once you move to Bayside, you don't leave. Correct. That's why we call it the bubble. That's exactly (laughs) it. Um, Um, And we found that, you know, people still move within Bayside, but they're, they're not moving to Kew and Hawthorne. But we are getting that coming here and they are coming with a bit of money because it's gone, that area is quite expensive. There have been a few people that have left interstate, like... (laughs) (laughs) Up to Queensland. Getting out of Melbourne. Unfortunately, it hasn't been so good up there for them either. (laughs) No, they've been here, unfortunately. It's been terrible. And I know I complained during lockdown when we had our five-kilometre radius that half of my radius was in the water. Yes. But I think, you know, these these people in Kew and Hawthorne, et cetera, would have found themselves quite landlocked for that time and, and to know that... They do, yeah. I think it's just getting out of that, yeah, like into that hustle and bustle. Yes, that um, you know we don't we don't have the trams and all of that sort of thing going on, and definitely don't have the the development that you know, has been taking yeah. place over there, so. I uh, I was viewing a an apartment in Beaumaris uh, last week and a couple from Elwood were, were walking through the apartment as well and I heard them say to the estate agent, it's very quiet around here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the guy was like, yeah, that's Beaumaris. That's yeah. Beaumaris. Yeah. Yeah. That's don't come here if you Beaumaris. don't want to be. <laughs> no, I call it the Mount Eliza of Melbourne, Beaumaris. It, it just has that feel. It does. It, it could really literally does. be a long way away, but you are still part of Melbourne, and yeah. that's yeah. I don't, yeah. It's my saying, everyone. So yeah. <laughs> when you look at um, when you look at the need and the desire to move into Bayside, I've been looking at the prices of houses within Beaumaris, no, the, the, the beach suburbs, and I noticed and I read that Black Rock median price is two point three five from January to December two thousand twenty one. Yeah. It's, um, so why Black Rock, and, and so Burrowmas was about three or four down and so was Sandringham and so was all the other suburbs, but why Black Rock? Why is that the Pearl of the Harbour? Well, they would love hearing you say it's yes, Pearl of the Harbour. I, like I think there's that some wonderful little, suburbs out there. There's there, Marie Lacey. <laughs> no, Black Rock has a, um, look, there's something about Black Rock. Um, I call it um, Bayside's boutique suburb. It, um, it's a smaller suburb. It can fit, you know, you can probably fit a couple into Sandringham and Hampton, that sort of thing. Um there's also not a street you don't can't walk naturally down to the beach, whereas a lot of the surrounding suburbs, you know, it's it's a very long walk to get down there. Um, and I think because of that reason, when you talk about the prices of properties, especially in Bayside, it's the the closer you get to the CBD, the closer you get to the beach. Um, it's it's almost like a, a calculus, you know, rhythm going up that way. And because Black Rock is a smaller suburb that, um, you know, you're protected with the golf courses on one side and the beach on the other. It, um, yeah, holds its prices extremely well for that reason. And it's also got that um, 
again, boutique, I use that word again, but that little village feel about the shops. Yeah. Um, I I read somewhere there's something like nine cafes there. Yeah, that's right. I remember we talked about that when we sat the place. And they're all thriving as well. They are. I I, I think most of the bike riders use those. Totally. And I just got my coffee from there. So there you go. There you go. So why did you become a real estate agent? I always said I'd never get into real estate because my father was in it and I never saw him. So that was one thing that I always said that I wouldn't do and, and worked abroad and did all of those sort of things. But um, he kept on saying that he thought I'd be a, a natural fit to it, working with people and being in hospitality as, as a background. But I thought I'd come back. We had a child, first child, and wanted to raise the kids back in Bayside. So that was a, an easy one. So just with jobs, I thought, well, I'll give it a go. My dad was in real estate and I thought I'd, yeah. But that was up in um, that was up in Richmond. I learned pretty quickly. It's not where I wanted to be. And I met Mark Earl, who's been on the show a few times, um, having hit a golf. And uh, he said, we're kind of starting up. Where Buxton's been around forever, but I've just bought in. We kind of want to get a bit of younger blood. This is when I was a bit younger. Um, in <laughs> there. 17 years ago. <laughs> 17 years ago. And... Um, I yeah said to dad that thanks that was that were the hardest eighteen months of my life working with my father <laughs> that I learnt I learnt plenty but um, I end up yeah because we we're already living in Bayside with the little one and and it just made an easy fit I just you know it's home and did you love it from the offset did you feel okay this is this is for me or did that it's, it's a hard yeah, I think a lot of people see people driving around in nice cars and that sort of thing but it's actually quite a slog um, that first few years were really tough really, really tough just to kind of get your, your foot in there. You know, it's weird when you when you start getting into it. I, I appreciate the flexibility that real estate's allowed me uh, in life if you can be organised with your, your working. But it is a job that your phone never ends and all of those sort of things that come with it. So, you know, it's definitely had its perks, but there's also a tougher side to it. But um, it's been wonderful. You know, when I look at over the last 17 years and the things that I've been able to do and the people I've met, and and that's the one side that I never get sick of. You know, when you sell, you know, three three properties on the weekend sell um, and their reaction to someone buying and someone and selling, because I always talk about it's a new chapter for both sides, and I love being part of that, that um, when you remove the monetary and everything else, which a lot of it is focused on, and you, and you get back to we're all just human beings and, and just trying to make our way in the world, that's when you got the far, for me, the stories that I far prefer. And that's at the end of a Saturday when you look back and you go, no, that was really cool. Yeah. 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 And to also, you said you sold three on the weekend. So that's three or six journeys that you were a part of yeah. this weekend. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty that were missed, that missed out sure. on all of them. That doesn't always happen, but it definitely did. So there is a side that you... You feel for all of them because you mm. get to know them and I think that that's the one thing with what I love about my job is I don't try to be too busy. I, otherwise, you, I, I lose that personal side if you do. When when everyone goes and you're left with a buyer and a seller and you see, you know, how they are normally, nine out of ten times, it's a really good experience for them. You know, people sell for all different reasons. Um, so there's always a story behind the scenes there, but the purchases are and normally the ones that are pretty excited. (laughs) Buxton Real Estate knows that the process of buying or selling a home can be stressful and daunting, but it doesn't need to be. Backed by over 150 years of history and an extensive network of acclaimed agents and property managers, 
Buxton is here to help make your real estate journey the best experience of your life. So if you're in the market to buy or sell your home, think Buxton in Bayside. Chisholm is fast becoming a household name as a premier construction firm delivering architecturally designed functional homes in Bayside, Melbourne and the Mornington Peninsula. With a strong association to some of Melbourne's leading architects, Chisholm offers an end-to-end -end residential construction solution. It really is a big decision to invest in home construction, but it's the right decision when you choose Chisholm Constructions. So call Tom Chisholm today to get your construction project moving in the right direction. So with Easter coming up, mm. what happens around, I mean, Easter, there's no auctions, quiet time for you guys? Yeah, it is. I think that um, the market, we, we our stock levels haven't been huge. Um, so, and, I, and they're not going to be. We're going into Easter, it's naturally quieter. We then go, that follows on with school holidays as part of that. And then bang, we're into winter. I mean, if you're out there on Saturday, I think you guys would have felt it as well. It's yes. like, oh gosh, yeah. it comes around really quick. Um, the good thing about the Melbourne market is since I started, you know, 16, 17 years ago, I think way back then there was a drought. If you remember, we were on water restrictions and, and everything for a long period of time. So the spring um, gardens didn't exist as much, um, unfortunately. So we now sell year-round far more than what it used to be. So going back to does it quieten down? It does. It quietens down. Winter is definitely a quieter, a quieter time, but, you know... Um, without a sales pitch here, <laughs> um, I think it's actually a good time to sell in summer because buyers are not seasonal and there's still a big pool out there that want to buy. And um, I think that quite often people want to wait until, you know, it gets a little bit warmer and or spring. Spring now starts in... Spring goes crazy. Well, spring now starts in January. Yeah. Um, but I think that more properties come on. So it comes back to competition. So I think more and more people have been doing the winter side of sale um, really since I've been in it for the last 16, 17 years. Well, yeah. there's something about selling a house with, you know, grey skies behind your house. Just as I look, which well, doesn't say, do it. that blue sky and that fresh approach with a rose garden blooming. I shouldn't I say it, but the photographers fixed that. So. Yeah, that's true. Photoshopping. <laughs> a little bit of photoshopping. But I know what you say. Yeah, look, if you've got the, the pool and, yeah. and all of those sort of things going, it's a lovely time when the sun's out. But, um, yeah, the buyer pool does not stop though. Yeah. And so what is your favourite element of a house? Like what, what really sells a house to you? Um, I, I think that the houses that sell well will always have one room. The majority, if it's a good living, because you spend 90% of your time between your living and your kitchen. If it's got a bit of a, a one room that people connect with, then that is um, a big help. Um, so, yeah, normally when you walk into a property, you can feel, um, been doing it for so long, you can feel if a property is going to be received well or if it's going to be a little bit more of a harder task. And, I mean, I always pass that on to the vendors. I've lost listings because of it, but at least it's the truth. Um, but you just talk about those sort of things. So going back to my personal thing, um, I, I love my period homes still. I think that you can't replace them. Um, there's a char natural charm about them. And... Um, and if they haven't been renovated, then I love the thought of someone opening up their imagination and doing that. And then the ones that have, if they've, you know, done it in a nice way um, that kind of still keeps the old charm but works with the new world, that's kind of cool. So, yes, they're probably, you get into them and you go, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. Um, but I love architect architecture. So, 
you know, you've got some wonderful, and this is where we're pretty lucky in our world, you know, people are prepared to spend money in their property around these parts. So it doesn't feel like you're just going each, I mean, each street is so unique and so different in Bayside. Um, all our surrounding suburbs become a bit more regular, easier to appraise where we find that in our world are just so unique. So um, I love seeing a new home or something, you know, even something that's been built 10, 15 years ago, but the architect, you know, kind of had a good thought process going on at the time. You can always feel that and you know that that'll be received on the other end. Yeah. And look, that is one of the things I do love walking around Bayside is just nosing at yes, the houses and just yeah. looking at them and the different ones and, you know, as you turn the corner. And and sometimes you can walk down a street and it happened to me on Sunday, I went for a walk and I had never, I wasn't just local Sandringham and I never had recognised this one particular house and I had to stop because it was so beautiful, it was breathtaking. It's like, wow, how come I haven't seen this? So mm-hmm. every time you go for a walk, you open your eyes in a different way and you take it in. Yeah. You do miss things. You so do. You keep your eyes open. There's lots of properties out there. This one, I would have knocked on the door and said, "Can I buy it? It's so beautiful. I've never seen it before." I think yeah. it's the same when you drive. Have yeah, you true. ever been a passenger? Yes. Yes. And you go, "My gosh, I've done this run a thousand times." But now being a passenger, I'm seeing it differently. Yeah. yeah. It's weird with real estate. If you drive around going to your appointment and you're focused on that, then you do miss you so do. many. But um, I still love driving around the streets and just slowly and just going, "Wow." So on the driving around the streets, if someone, <laughs> if someone calls up and says, hey, Christian, I want to sell my house, I'm mm. in Bank Street. Mm-hmm. Do you have to get Google Maps out or do you know every single street in Bayside? <laughs> I like to pretend. My kids say that, how do you know every single street? They think I know every street in Melbourne, but that's a lie. Um, yeah, be, would you I'd say you probably, would know? I probably know most yeah, you'd of free them. It. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Tibbles. Uh, Bo Morris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could go on for a while, but we, we waited. We'd be more with more Alice. What number? <laughs> so, if you had to give a tip to someone wanting to, buy, sorry, to sell now, mm. what's the biggest tip now, right now, to get your house prepared? I think that's what, exactly that. What you've just said. I think a lot of people wait until the last second to try to get the, and that. I mean, it's human nature, especially if you've got kids and all the rest of it. Um, but it's just putting that little bit of the preparation work in, even if you're not looking at potentially selling for a year or two, is have a look at a few things. What you end up finding is that most vendors, when they get their property to the time of sale, they go, I wish I'd done this a year ago. I wish I'd done the six months because they could have enjoyed it a little bit more. So that's probably the biggest tip. But the other thing is, is if they, I'm a big believer in, in loyalty and if people like someone that they met, um, is to give them a call. Um, in real estate, that is, because we know what we most of us know what we're talking about, um, and have them around, you know, six months, a year beforehand, just to say, look, this is a thought. Any ideas that you'd suggest that we should be looking at if we were to come on the market? Um, it, it's free, but it saves you lots of money down. And the track. also, it puts their property in your head so that if you have buyers who are coming along and you can match them and perhaps do a a bit of a (laughs) off-market matching service. Absolutely. I think (laughs) in a market at the moment, though, it's, gosh, you know, most properties are going to to market. Um, Not even necessarily to the auction itself because you can sell beforehand, but it's just a a really good buyer pool out there. It's still strong, um, you know, and it still exists. But... I don't like being a pestering agent. No, <laughs> they, sound, they sound like two different <laughs> words right now, but 
Um, True. Yeah, yeah, against each other. But that's the one thing I think people get a bit nervous about, saying, oh, if I call them in, are they going to keep calling me up Mm -hmm. and all the rest of it? If that's who you're calling in, you're talking to the wrong person. Absolutely. So on that, the, the, the wrong person being you if they did call you, but... If someone said, okay, we want to go to Buxton, Buxton's got a great name in in Bayside, and I want to speak to Christian Hickety because I have been referred to him, why would they come to you as opposed to somebody else within Bayside? Oh, geez, you didn't tell me about this question. I know, it's a tough one, isn't it? But why, 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 like I suppose, why Why you? you? Yeah, it's that personal detail. Um, Been doing it long enough, but I, I think I can read a play pretty well. And at the end of the day, it's it's not my money, it's the vendor's money and my job's to get as much as I physically can. And reading a play is really important in that regard. So I think that, um, yeah, that's where your expertise comes into play. Good summary. So, Christian, rental market. Rental market. I think the rental market has been just as good as the um, for sale market. I don't know why it always feels that way. When the market's going really well, it just feels like there's a shortage of stock with everything. And then when the market slows down, it feels like you've got stock everywhere and you go, well, how did this all happen? Do people just disappear in under rocks? Um, but right now, unfortunately, there's a lot of people that are missing out on properties um, just because the market keeps on moving, but people still have a roof, want to have a roof over their head, might be entrenched in Bayside already, whatever it might be, but that rental market has continuously been good because of that reason. It's actually really hard to find so actually, a lot of people are just staying. That's the other thing. They're not wanting to move as much. They're saying, no, I'll stay put here because they're finding it hard the other side to try to get something. So the stock levels have been shortened. Um, but, yeah, they kind of go hand in hand right. a lot of the time. Mm, good. interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Mm. Very good. Well, Christian, you've been excellent <laughs> providing us with an overview of the excellent, Bayside. Says Marie. The Bayside bubble and the, the, Thanks the for coming market. On. You've been great. Yeah. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Oh, that wasn't as hard as I thought. <laughs> there, there, there we go. Keep that in, please. Okay. Thanks, Christian. Thanks. Christian. Thanks. Bye. Cheers. You've been listening to the Bayside Bubble. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support us, you can like, subscribe and leave a review on your favourite podcast platform. Or if you have no idea what that means, just tell your family and friends, the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, whoever will listen. Catch all the latest from us on Insta and Facebook and take a look at our website, baysidebubble.com.au, while you're at it. And of course, this podcast would not be possible without Buxton Real Estate and Chisholm Constructions. So thanks again. We'll see you next time on the Bayside Bubble.